Welcome back to the Pet Cash Post. This is your host, Andrew Pet Cash. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. We had a pretty interesting week, that's for sure, in the world as a whole, but even so, sports. So, a couple really cool stories I want to touch on that I think you'll enjoy. We got everything from Ukraine and Russia to some wild NIL developments, all the way to sports tech that is going to be shaping the future of sports and the business of athletes. With all that said, let's get started here today. It's uh, obviously been a crazy week for a lot of us. The world, you know, like it always does, it kind of feels like it's falling apart. But there's a lot of good things happening as well. And that's where I want to start today. And that begins with Oscar Tshibwe, who's the star center for the University of Kentucky Wildcats in uh, college basketball. So for the first seven months, or I guess it's eight months now that NIL has been live, foreign college athletes haven't been able to sign deals because it would affect their visa status. But recently, Oscar got approved, um, and he's eligible to earn money through his name, image, and likeness now. And his mom, who's from Africa, he's going to use that money to basically fly her from Africa to America to watch him play for the first time. And uh, it's just—it's truly a great story, and it shows how awesome NIL is. So sticking on NIL stories, Bronny James, who's the son of basketball star LeBron James, has signed his first NIL contract, and it's with an underwear company by the name of PSD. They have a bunch of other uh, deals with college athletes as well. I know the Cavender twins out of Fresno State women's basketball have signed a deal with them as well. Um, but but it's interesting, right? He has a huge name attached to him. His dad is a, a billionaire, uh, the, one of the, probably the best basketball player of all time. So it's not surprising to see smaller companies try to get in with Bronny so then they can ho- hopefully also get in with LeBron. But, I mean, to that point, right, like let's not take away, hey, Bronny's talented. He's a good player. He's number 34 in his class. And it's uh, it's going to be hard for him in an uphill, uphill battle forever to match his dad and it's probably like he's always going to be living under his shadow so we can't take that away but but still cool to see him because he's in high school signing an nil deal uh which is great news so switching gears a little bit i want to get into this interesting story about a handful of former and current nba players who said they got cheated out of their investments from a shady uh wall street broker but anyway before i get into that i mean the whole My whole concept of what I put out on Twitter and here on Substack is around the business of athletes. And I'm fascinated on those that crush it just as much on the court, field, rink, whatever, as they do off of it, right? But at the same time, you know, some of them make mistakes. And this seems to be one where maybe they didn't do enough due diligence and they just kind of got involved with someone that that took advantage of them. Um, And actually, while I'm on that point, I, I do have some good leads now. I eventually want to start getting actual pro athletes on this podcast to talk about not just like their business handles and finances and endorsements, but also, you know, just life as an athlete, etc. But besides the point, back to this story, current NBA player Drew Holiday and former NBA players Chandler Parsons and Courtney Lee said that Daryl Cohan, along with Morgan Stanley, who he works for, improperly diverted $5 million of their investments and most of it has disappeared. Um, And they said basically they gave him the money, they trusted him, he had a big name behind it. And they he this Cohan shouted out to dubious individuals and entities and now most of the money is gone. But the bad news is it's apparently months away from from any case or any settlement 
being resolved. And uh, th this kind of leads me to my point of athletes, you know, getting in line with, with good individuals who have their intentions in mind. Because there was a report last year released by Ernst & Young, and it said that from between 2004 and 2019, professional athletes reported almost $600 million in fraud-related losses. So this trend, as more money is being given to athletes, name, image, and likeness is now involved. I think this is going to get higher. So that's why I'm trying to stay at the forefront of, of this and uh, make sure athletes are making you know, wise decisions, but also you know, showcasing what works well and, and what doesn't. So heading over to another scam, in, in my opinion, it's legal now, uh, and this is sports betting. So in New York, it became legal, and in just the first two weeks, there was over 1.2 million accounts created on DraftKings. Uh, New York surpassed 1 billion in total bets in over just two weeks, and the state uh, generated 70 million in new tax revenue. So as we can see, sports betting is big business. We're going to have a lot of problems come out of it. We already know this. People already have addictions to their phones and, and sports. So now when you time together, uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be repercussions down the line. Um, and, and money money is the, the factor in this driving it. So cool, another little story that I just want to touch on real fast is former NBA player Jason Terry, um, the Jet. You might remember him. He used to wear real high socks. Uh, three-point shooter and uh, LeBron actually had that crazy posterized dunk over him but anyway he recently has been named the head of athletic performance at this company called Flexit and basically what they're building is this virtual personal training platform and it facilitates live on-demand one-on-one personal training sessions with uh, certified fitness and wellness professionals and it's getting a lot of attention um, from from NBA teams and NBA players as well as professional athletes. So pretty cool. We're seeing this like virtual one-on-one -on -one training become more of a thing. And this obviously was accelerated by the last couple of years of basically people staying in their homes. So heading back over to the college world for a few stories. I first want to begin with the Olympics, uh, which ended last week. Um, obviously, I didn't get much attention. I never even turned it on. I know it was all-time viewership lows. But anyway, 85 of the U.S. athletes, um, and there was 225, so more than 35% uh, competed in college, and they come from 44 college and universities across all three NCAA divisions. Uh, 29 um, of them are still competing in college sports this year, and nearly half of the 57 U.S. athletes leaving Beijing with medals have collegiate experience, and they came from 13 different schools with the top three being University of Minnesota, University of Wisconsin, and Boston College. So while the NCAA has a lot going on right now, and they have a ton of big legal stuff from antitrust to transgender to name, image, and likeness, they rolled on two smaller things this past week, and uh, I'll touch on both of them. So first up was marijuana rules, and basically they raised the threshold from 35 to 150 nanograms per milliliter. Um, and usually like if you had a positive test, you got suspended, you had to sit out games, second positive test, uh, and, and third, and it just kept getting higher and higher uh, restrictions and uh, loss of eligibility, et cetera. But from now on, they're basically saying like, you're not gonna lose eligibility if you test positive, but you have to go through training programs, et cetera. So clearly the NCAA is taking the stance that marijuana is not as important of an issue and they're gonna be looking for more of 
performance enhancing drugs, etc. But yeah, I think this is a good plan. Um, I think it was kind of stupid that they did this anyway. But the second being that overtime elite athletes. So you might know them. There's the league that's paying 16 to 18 year olds about 100,000 per year instead of either playing in high school or college uh, to play basketball. The NCA ruled that these athletes are allowed to play in NCA sanctioned and AAU events. And that's definitely big news because previously they would not have been allowed because of amateurism. But yeah, the NCA, two smaller rulings, but the main ones we're looking forward to coming over the next couple months are around name, image, and likeness, and also antitrust laws. So I have a few more NIL stories for you um, that were big from this last week before I get into some sports business talk to end this week's weekly roundup. So with that being said, the first being University of Georgia's baseball team has landed a team-wide NIL deal with a moving company by the name of Pink Zebra Moving. It's a $10,000 deal, so breaking that down, there's about 40 players on the team, meaning each player will receive about $250. And while that might not seem like much, it's still better than nothing, and, and that's a great thing of NIL. And on top of that, the players do have the ability to refer you know, students that are moving or, or other people. And um, I believe they will receive $500 for basically any referrals. The next story, story being that Meta, or as you may know it as Facebook, has teamed up with Influencer and Teamworks, who are NIL compliance and an education platform. And basically what they're doing is testing out college athletes uh, who use a lot of their who use the platforms of Instagram mainly to create NIL deals with brands. And they're basically testing out things such as subscriptions and a few other things to see if they can gain any more leverage on that. So it's a pretty cool partnership. We'll see kind of what ties in with that. But it's crazy to see a big company basically play around with new integrations based off just NIL and college and high school athletes being able to sign deals which is pretty wild and shows you the scale of where this is going. And the last NIL story being that we had a bunch of uh, college coaches that released statements this past week and their concerns about it. And one of the coach was from Iowa's uh, football coach. And he, he said, anybody that tells you this is not about the money is a liar. It is now about that. The people with money, the people with boosters willing to pay money to sign players to act like that's not the case. You're a flat out liar. So pretty strong statement there. Um, we can definitely see this coming out with NIL collectives and using these third parties that aren't associated with the universities to basically pay players a salary um, under the, the guise of NIL. But yeah, the players are winning. Um, universities and the NCAA are getting in unique spots. So going to be cool to see how it all plays out. I'll keep you up to date on that. So the last couple stories I got here, and I appreciate you listening to the end as always. Um, I hope you find these enjoyable and, and educational. But anyway, NFL, they are partnering with the XFL, who was recently bought by Dwayne Johnson, or as you may know him, The Rock. So that's cool to see. I, I think they see it as like kind of a developmental league, and, and they want to test out new technologies and new rules in it. So it's basically becoming the minor leagues of the NFL. And also staying in the football lane, Bill Belichick, the head coach of the New England Patriots, he announced that he's giving grant money for high school sports and it's going to be 385,000 distributed to student athletes across the country. 
And uh, I know last year he gave out 13 scholarships through his foundation. Um, and, and basically the requirements were you had to play at least one sport, hold a GPA of 3.0 or better. And uh, yeah, it's cool to see him doing good things like that. Um, that this foundation was founded about 10 years ago. And then the last story being that Wave Sports and Entertainment, they raised $27 million and they, they got a lot of pro athletes, including Giannis and Tedekumpo, to invest in it. And, and they have a pretty wild business model. Literally what they do is they own really big social media accounts on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, and they're monetizing through it. Um, I didn't look into it too much, but pretty wild to see they raised $27 million based off the concept of owning like social media accounts on other platforms. Um, and it kind of shows you the power uh, and how big at scale some of these tech companies are. But any, anyway, with all that said, I hope you enjoyed today's weekly roundup. As always, thanks for tuning in. If you're not yet subscribed, please hit that. It's free. Uh, tons of great content coming in this upcoming week. And uh, I'm working on getting some pro athletes on whether it's a Twitter spaces or, or even a podcast addition to this. But we'll see. Everyone have a good week. Keep grinding. Stay safe and uh, peace.